Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi. Happy Halloween. You're rolling with Jason and John, 929 FM ESPN. Everybody be safe. Uh, today, toddlers will be out. The young ones will be out. Hell, some teenagers and young adults will be out trick-or-treating. A lot of y'all too old. You know who you are. Yep. Yep. My uh, my son loves this. Scary star, too. It's been for the Memphis Grizzlies. Oof. It's getting spooky. 0 and 4, and you're just in search of where that first treat will be. Gonna have to get it on the road because it didn't come last night to lose the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, happy Halloween. Another Grizzlies loss to celebrate. Get your candy and try to sweeten things up for you today. I'll tell you what, John Martin's happy because the Detroit Lions beat the Raiders last night. Yeah, it's weird. He's a Raiders fan, but he likes Raiders losses. We'll have the uh, first college football playoff ranking tonight. Trade deadline in the NFL today wraps up after our show, I think, an hour. There's been a lot of movement, including the Chicago Bears making moves. We'll explain it. Uh, And then one, I'm talking about NFL trade deadline, a blockbuster while John was asleep. James Harden on the move. Yes, sir. Luca came in, gave you a little bit of a thriller last night. 35, 12, and 12 in 40 minutes. That's a lot of activity. You a little too happy about that. He loves playing Memphis. I said one, two, three. He was talking about them threes. He was dropping off right before, what, the half? Oh, my gosh. He was on it. was another triple-double performance. Yikes. Sensational. And Kyrie watching. Ooh. Ooh. This Wasn't is, like they were full strength. This stinks. Ugh. This that candy at the bottom of the bowl Ugh. Ugh. that you don't want. Yeah, man. Grizz. Ugh. For me, it'd be some of that nasty candy corn. We're going to address the elephant in the room today um, because I think a lot of the discussion about the Memphis Grizzlies to this point is a little misplaced. Um, everybody wants to talk about the players and the backups and the young people and all of that. And we've done that. But I think we've also overlooked the real issue. Uh, what is really hanging over all of this? This 0-4 start. Yeah. Ugh. Like that LeBron, that LeBron uh, meme from many years ago. It stank, don't it? Mm. Ugh. It does. Uh, happy Halloween, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, lots to get to on the show today. Jessica Benson's going to join us. At 11.25, talk to her uh, about the Grizzlies' start. Uh, Trisha Craig at 1.25, get her thoughts on James Harden trade and more. So that is the show today. But uh, before we do anything else, 
Let's do a little over-under. It's Jason and John's over-under. Over, over. Under, under. Nobody dressed up today here at the office. We used to dress up, you know. COVID, man, COVID. It killed the vibes. Yeah, I just blame everything. on Everything that's different now, I just blame on COVID. You got a costume, though, don't you? Uh, yeah, I do have a costume. You do? Yeah, but I mean, I'm only gonna ride. I'm only gonna wear it for my kid. I'm not gonna wear it for my people at, at the office. You know what I'm saying? At home tonight, like when y'all are receiving candy or taking taking the little yeah, girl we out, have a uh, yeah. we have a parade that we're oh, gonna do. Yeah, okay. it's like we we went from parties to parades now. So John used to dress dress up as the Beast and take pictures with my kid. That's right. Yeah, that, that was again. That was the party days. Now it's the parade days. So now I only do it when I'm required. For you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems like I an mean, obligation. I enjoy, I enjoy it when, you know, I'm around change. my kid. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not yeah. finna put a costume on for uh, Dennis. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris Canty today came to work as Prince. Right. I'm just not, I can't do it for the job. Yeah. I, res- do I respected everything he put into the outfit. It was great. He had a yeah. guitar and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, now. Nah. Like if there was like I a can't ho- do it for the job. Like if there was like a costume contest or something like yeah. where there's like a gift card to win like you know 150 bucks at you know folks folly or something. Sure, I mean, I'll do it. There's That's a, a good simulcast idea. component to what Chris. Does. Exactly so right. Yeah, so TV, I said, you're yes. gonna be on television, yeah. so I guess there's that. We don't have that. So like how much of a f- how much of an idiot would I look like today if I'm just yeah. sitting here with a Jerry curl on while I'm doing this radio <laughs> well, show? Well, Jerry nobody, curl, yeah. I'm whatever. You, you know what I'm saying? Like if I was what if I was wearing anything? If I was doing the semi pro? If I had a you know like the Will Ferrell's afro? Like whatever. If I had a wig on. I would just look like a damn idiot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we're we're so you know John's changed a little bit. But no, let me feels about Halloween. Let me be clear. I am dressed as a clown today. Yeah, you have a Raiders so, outfit on. So uh, yeah. I am oh, dressed. That's fair. It nice. is uh, uh, Nicely done. Jameer Gibbs picks up another eleven. <laughs> oh my if, god. If I uh, if I put a visor on, I could really say I'm dressed as Josh McDaniels. Yeah, right? you could. What's what's sad is that you like it. Oh, I love it. I, I need you to I, be wallowing it, but there's no. we can't. We can't even have any fun. We can't One troll you because closer. you love it. <laughs> Y'all ain't, yeah, y'all definitely ain't getting seven wins. Y'all told me so, Jimmy Garoppolo was good. Here's the other thing. It wasn't did, like Detroit say, was awesome. Detroit's, they, Detroit's pretty good. They're pretty Not good. last they, night. They looked good to me in a bounce back spot. I thought I thought they yeah. looked pretty good. But, um, but Jimmy Garoppolo stinks. He is washed up, dude. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Josh McDaniels is a complete boob. He is a dumbass. So I can't wait till the day that he is gone. And the GM can go with him because they ain't hit on a draft pick. So uh, this uh, Tyree Wilson, we we, we reached yeah. for him, and he, I don't I don't I mean, he might have one sack this year. So yeah, that's why I need this team to continue to lose. And every time I see, I love Devontae Adams, I feel bad for him. But every so time I, I see him throw his helmet on the oh bench, it brings me joy because that just means we're one step closer to complete dysfunction. Y'all should do him right and trade him, but I, yeah, I guess you made the point to me before, and nobody wants that that contract at this point. I don't mm-hmm. think so. I don't think so. Not at this. It is point. a monster. Well, let's go to the other scary thing that we have not really delve into yet. We took as long we took eight minutes to get here, and here we go. We got a fourth loss last night for the Grizzlies. Grizzlies wins for the Grizzlies in the first twenty-five games over under eight and a half out of the first twenty-five. Over under. What do y'all think? Yeah, I think we had this at ten, and and obviously that was after uh, that was after zero and one. They have now dropped four in a row. You have to go ten and eleven to get to ten and fifteen. You got to go ten and eleven to go ten and fifteen, and you're not on that track right now. So I do think the number has been adjusted properly to eight and a half. Um, I I I think I'm gonna say over by the hook. I think they're gonna wind up being nine and sixteen in the first twenty five games. There are some bad teams on the schedule uh, in the first twenty five. The issue is a lot of them are on the road. 
Uh, and so I think that's like where you would you would you would otherwise say, oh, that's a win. Like you can't really do that. Uh, a because this team like is not very good right now, and B because these are road games. Um, and so I just you, I just I hesitate to give them like the ones that again you would think were obvious in the past. I think they they eventually will win a game this year. I do. I, I don't think they're going to go 0 82. Uh, but I I do think that this 25 games is going to be rougher than people expected when it before the season started. So that that I, and I, I, that's just that's what I will leave there. I'll say over, but only by the hook, Jason. Uh, part of the reason it's gone rougher is, be, and we've had to adjust this number, is because you haven't had Santi and Kennard. I truly believe that. I mean, last night you scored 13 bench points. Uh, get out scored 39-13 on the bench. You just have nothing right now. And so even having those two guys back, and it feels like they're close. You know that no more symptoms for Kennard on the concussion, so he's got to be close. You know, Santi's still day to day, but they're you know they're close to the getting him back into practice. And so reinforcements will help. Um, I like I like that number nine. I really do by the by the, by the hook like you say. Uh, but let's be real too. This, you know, you could be looking at a at a at a one and two road trip, you know, here mm-hmm. and, and, a, and a one and six record, and this getting really bad. But hopefully, you know, though you get those guys back quickly, they're reacclimated. You bring in Bismack Biombo come game six, and you can get to nine. But I think I think that's what you're looking at now. I think you're looking at single digits. Uh, in terms of wins for when Ja gets back, and I was speaking of that. Yep, yep. I mean, yes. Go ahead. You, you you touched on it a little bit. Well, last night, um, and I, this is all something that we we probably at one point thought or knew, but we haven't really talked about. Uh, but last night, it really sort of set in for me that Ja has let this team down immensely. That that you know we can, we can sit here and we can talk about. Uh, you know, Xavier Tillman taking 14 shots. We can sit here and we can talk about uh, Derrick Rose not looking no, good. But this this is the, – the real discussion is that John Morant put his team in a disadvantageous no situation because of his decisions. Yes. And that is what cannot happen from a leader, from a franchise player. Um, gone are the days where, you know – you could just say, "All right, Jod, you you got a you got a you got an injury. You're gonna miss you know a week or two, and the Grizzlies can hold it down." Those days are gone. Tyus is gone. Kyle Anderson is gone. Your depth is not nearly as as uh, you know solid as it was. Um, and so, what ends up happening, and, and we, we and we say these things, but we don't really talk about the root of it. We don't really talk about the reason why, uh, and we all know it. But I think it's good to 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 emphasize it. Is that John Moran has led his franchise down uh, in these twenty-five games, and you know it's not going to be fifteen and ten. It's not going to be uh, you know twenty and five. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be nine and sixteen probably at best. Um, Jai is going to have to take his team on a hellacious run when he gets back to make sure that that this team is firmly in the postseason. Now, I'm not saying he can't do it, but you're going to have a lot of work to do. You're going to have a, a a hell of a job in front of you. And so when I see this final score last night, I don't think about the fact that there's no Luke Kennard. I don't think about the fact that there's no Santi Aldama. I don't think about the fact that Jake LaRavia is not made for this. I think about the fact that this team's star point guard put his franchise in this situation where they're depending on those people because he made bad decisions, poor decisions. That's That's what, That's where my mind went last night. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't in the same place with you last night. I was discussing how uh, this with with um, 
with my son, with Chris, as we're watching this team try to get over the hump again. Sort of like the Wizards game where you're behind, you're trying to get, you just can't get over the hump. I think with the Wizards cut to six, couldn't get it closer. Last night it was like that, what, 17 to four? I think it got a one point or five, whatever it was. Just couldn't get over the hump. And, and, and it comes back up. I, listen, I. I remember last week after game one, Jeff took calls, and one of the callers was here, was was pointing out the elephant in the room. Yep. His anger had started game one with the whole, man, Jaws put us in this position. And and I remember being asked about it by Jeff on Friday in, in the hit with him and, 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 and recognizing the anger and the frustration and saying, too, you know, I was there, too, last year when Ja was walking out, not not answering reporter questions, remember, after everything else in the playoffs, and Bain and Jaron, you know, the guys that are supposed to be behind you as the, as the face of the franchise are there to, to answer the questions. The point was your, your unprofessionalism has, has, has left this team, you know, uh, uh, basically with, with flaws exposed and everything else. And, and, and you go back to it last night. And we can go down the list of what the Grizzlies don't have, and surely the flaws have been exposed more by the fact that you lose guys with it, so it's been compounded. But ultimately, the the biggest contributor in this is the fact that John ja Morant's not on the floor. Mm-hmm. And so I hope yeah. I hope that John ja Morant, who you you make the point, it had you'd been fine two years ago. What it was it twenty and five? I mean, it wasn't as good last season. It was it eighteen or whatever the eighteen eleven? Whatever the record was without him. You'd been able to tell yourself, "Oh, they're good. They're deep. They're fine. Look how yep. good they are without Ja." You can't do that now, based on a bunch of different factors, including the fact that looks like you've you've missed on a few guys here late with the draft. But let's be real: as shorthanded as they are, yeah, you know, we're sitting up here mad at uh, uh, Taylor Jenkins and rotations or whatever, and who's taking threes and pick, you know, picking all these things that aren't working. Fact is, the biggest contributor to this is is Ja Morant not being there, and so my again. Is it is it old news? Yes, but it's we've got to remember what's the biggest contributor to this, and more importantly, I hope Ja Morant now sees this team. Maybe at one point in regular season, a playoff game, whatever, without you, they, they it can't afford to be with the way it's built now. And so, hopefully for for Ja, ja it's a reminder that I I have to Absolutely. in terms of my steps forward, they have to be professional because I cannot put my franchise in this position again. It's absolutely right. So, uh, yeah, look, the, the, we we know the, the the lineups limitations. We know we know what they are, but they're. I, I think with John Morant, this team is at worst yeah. two and two. I mean, that's and that and that's something that I that I hope he is feeling today. Like this is he would directly impact this team's win loss record if he was playing. You know, I think they win at at Washington. You know, uh, I don't I don't know if you win. You know, last night, but you beat the Pelicans, in my opinion. I mean that I think you're two and two at worst with John Morant. Um, so that you know, it, it's just the facts well, of it. Whether it's it's counting the wins or what you would be, it, it it should be watching you know Desmond Bain try to put you know in a huddle saying, "Come on, guys, we got we got to dig out of this hole. Let's go. Let's you know." It should be watching those guys do the work that you should be doing. That should be the ultimate motivator in terms of man. I gotta I gotta change the way I operate. I, I can't I can't put my franchise, my organization, my guys. The guys that I'm supposed to be leading in this position again. So 100%. you're right. We we could count how many wins they'd have uh, by the 25 win mark. All that right now, whatever else. But hopefully for Ja, he's seeing a you know a, 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 a man. I got to get in there, and do my job, and be as professional as my my teammates. Right, who are supposed to be behind me? I'm supposed to be leading them. Have been through this. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's you know we, we we again we've dissected so much of this and put the heat on Laravia or the heat on Taylor Jenkins or the heat on Xavier Tillman for taking so many threes. The fact is, the biggest reason you're here is because John Morant put you in this position. 
and it cannot happen again. It cannot happen again. Hopefully he understands that. Absolutely. The uh, big news on Undisputed, our morning show that they broke this morning via Adrian Wojnarowski, was that James Harden has been traded as part of what's really a three-way deal, including Oklahoma City, to get this done. Uh, the Clippers, of course, getting Harden. Your guy, P.J. Tucker, John, uh, and uh, Petrusev. I, I don't, I'm not familiar with him. I guess he's a best player. That's the Gonzaga. Uh, uh, okay. Petrusev, yeah. 76ers get Covington. They get some good players here. Covington, Batum, uh, Marcus Morris, uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. They get an unprotected first. They get two seconds. They get the pick swap. Oklahoma City part of that as well. Uh, so here we go to what was basically a big move all in here for the Clippers. Championships that Harden will deliver for the Clippers. The number our linesmen have set is .5. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously it's hard to win a championship. Uh, this is a championship move. Uh, this is something that they're trying to uh, obviously uh, get out of this. Um, I mean, do I think they're better than Denver? You know, I mean, they have more quote unquote stars than Denver, I guess. Now, um, we have no idea how it will come together. Look, I, I, I know Harden is this gem of this thing. I do love the PJ Tucker. <laughs> I mean, I think he's going to help the yep. culture, man. Uh, I do. I know what PJ does, man. He gets in these situations with a bunch of losers and he turns them into winners. And James Harden's a loser. And as long as PJ Tucker is there, you can overcome bad habits. Um, I think the Clippers will be in position to do it. I think they become a top, you know, again, assuming everybody is healthy. Uh, I would say two seed, a top two seed. Don't think that's crazy. Um, I'm going to say under. I'm going to say under because I just don't, I don't think James Harden is that dude. I don't think he's a championship guy, but they'll be in the mix now in a way that they were not before. Yeah, I, I want to, you know, uh, my inclination is to say, yeah, sure. I mean, to, because I'm, I'm, I'm right with you. I kind of, I like the move for them in a weird way. I like it more for Philadelphia because now you can unlock Maxi and look what he's doing. You see, what he, I mean, over thirty, um, he's been an absolute stud. So I think this Philly can move forward now in a way I think they should have done a, a while back. Mm-hmm. Back to the, uh, back to the Clippers deal. This is going to help preserve Kawhi and uh, Paul George. You know, for the playoffs. Yep. Having a Harden now. I'm not saying Harden goes to the bench. I think Harden's going to end up starting. And what you're going to have to have to consider and worry about would be my biggest concern is do you get the same energy level from Russell Westbrook that you're getting right now without James Harden when you're asking him to to be on that second unit because one of those guys got to come out and it's not going to be James Harden right now. Westbrook's the playmaker. Harden's going to take over that role and Westbrook's going to be that guy on the second unit. Thing is, Harden's going to play a lot of second unit too and can be the scorer there. So I, it, in a weird way, I think this can fit. Key is health, but bringing him in in a weird way, I think preserves some of those guys. The usage is already down this year, is reading this piece over ESPN, for Paul George and for Kawhi because of the way Westbrook is playing. He's averaging six, seven assists. He's a setup guy. So it's it, And it's going to come down more now with Harden. Uh, all those guys recognize what they're bringing in, a guy who's going to dominate the ball. They're used to doing that. Yep. This isn't going to be new for them. They Obviously, they're they're welcoming it. And it's going to – I agree with you. It's going to put them in the mix. James Harden ain't never got anybody a championship, though. Yep. So, ultimately, that's what I fall mm-hmm. back on and why I'm going to go under. But they're going to be in the mix probably in a way they haven't been the last couple of seasons, maybe in a Western Conference Final. Memphis, South Florida, Saturday, 2 o'clock. Uh, Memphis margin of victory for the weekend, 13.5 over under? 
Yeah, I don't know a lot about uh, South Florida. I have not watched a ton of them this year, just in the, in, in the interest of total transparency. Uh, I, I know they have a quarterback in Byron Brown uh, who is uh, a, a dual threat, you know, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I remember them playing Alabama earlier in the year, you know, pretty closely. Um, so I don't really know uh, exactly what to expect from uh, South Florida. He is a freshman, though, and they are going to be on the road. And this is a spot where, if you're Memphis, don't you really want to actually, like, you know, send a pretty solid message to your fan base? Like, we're not, you know, we're going to take care of this team and we're not going to give up a big lead. We're going to roll them and we're going to handle business at home. Yeah. So I would have to take, I would have to take the over here. I would have to take the over with Memphis at home in a game that they have to win and they should win, you know, with margin. So I will, I will take the over here with a freshman quarterback. Uh, and, and hope that Memphis, you know, shows up in, in a way defensively that they haven't in a few weeks. Yeah, I mean, they they need that kind of response from the from defense. Um, you know, Matt Barnes, what second year here now? You you want that defense to be better and and put yourself in a spot where you're not giving up a big lead uh, and having to fight back there at the end, claw back with late game heroics like last week. So it'd be nice to get that sort of response. Um, again, I, I point to this one of the worst defenses in the league, and that's the benefit you've had by this this bad schedule. The time you you wanted to get right and probably needed to balance out the offense, you were putting too much pressure on Seth Hennigan to go out there throw that ball 40, 45 times. He's throwing interceptions. You needed to balance out the offense after Tulane. You opportune time, you catch three, four bad defenses in a row here, and that will continue this weekend. That's why the line's so big. You know, the the good thing you've got right now is the health of Seth Hennigan and Blake Watson. Yep. I would keep deploying them, keep de- uh, doing what you're doing. Hopefully these receivers, Joseph Skates, you're not dropping balls and opportunities. And, yeah, man, I, where you want to see the most improvement from is from that defense. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Again, you know, throw, you know, freshman quarterback, you know, throw everything you got at him and uh, give that offense a chance to put the game away early. Yeah. Uh, we'll have a, we have a few more that we'll uh, touch on here a little bit later, but we got to get to Jessica Beth and talk to her about this start for the Grizzlies and more. Stick around. Jason and John, I return to FM ESPN. I'm Chelsea Messenger helping you beat the books with BetQL. We've got matching for Halloween night in college football, and the BetQL model has a treat for you. Buffalo visits Toledo in a clash of MAC teams, and the BetQL model isn't on a side in this one. The Rockets are heavy double-digit favorites. Toledo is averaging nearly 35 points a game this season. Your BetQL bet bet is the over in Tuesday night's Maction. Bet smarter, beat the books with BetQL and download the BetMGM app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today. Now, back to the Jason and John Show, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on Memphis's Sports Station, 92.9 FM ESPN. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the monster match. Jessica Benson is the host of the Jessica Benson Show with C.J. Hurd on Grind City Media. Catch her on the Grizz Radio Network right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Joins us every Tuesday and joins us now. Hello, Jessica. Happy Halloween. Oh, hello. Happy Halloween to you both. So, Thank you. Uh, how do you celebrate? How do you uh, take in this day as a, uh, as, as a member of a dink? Well, we actually have theater tickets tonight, so we are going to see Beetlejuice at the Orpheum. Um, theater, love the movie. Is that a is the that theater. is that a is that a uh, normal way that you guys usually do spend Halloween? Like, or is this like, oh, we're going to try something different this time? Uh, no, it's just our season tickets fall on Tuesdays, and Tuesdays Halloween, and they have Beetlejuice this time around. But normally, we'll watch like a scary movie. I don't know if it falls on a weekday when you have work you're not gonna party on a weekday so we, we did the halloween party over the weekend and we'll have some candy today and and call it good but i do kind of miss I, i'm not saying we're gonna leave our dink life yet but one thing about having children hopefully someday i love halloween and i love how excited kids get for halloween and all the candy you collect along the way so i think that's a a plus uh, this is like a pro family holiday right yeah it is it, i mean it certainly becomes that um you know, we it's fine. I I, I miss the. <laughs> I mean, it's, you sound really enthusiastic. It's fine. It's not. You know, like I I we're, I'm going. You know, me and Riley are. Um, I'm Sully, and she's the 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 kid. Oh. Okay. She's boo. That's yeah, boo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's boo. Yeah, but she doesn't care. I mean, it's you know. She just I don't wants know to... about that. I think back so fondly of my time, and like I lived in a neighborhood with a lot of kids, and so we like, trick or treating was a big neighborhood activity, a communal activity, um, and the parents would get together and would, I assume, like have Halloween themed drinks at the end of the night. Um, but also, growing up in Denver, you always risked snow. So I know it's really cold in Memphis today, and people have to, you know, reconfigure their costumes. I remember being Belle from Beauty and the Beast once, and I have a full like turtleneck underneath the dress and a ski mask on on top of it because it was five degrees outside. So, but I miss those days. It was fun. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope my daughter looks back on on these days fondly. I mean, it's not like it's like bad. It's not like it's like uh, like oh, I don't look forward to it or anything. You know, it's just it's just different. You know, it's just a lot. It's a lot different than it used to be. I used to put on these Halloween parties. I used to do all these things, and now I'm like I'm going to uh, parades with firemen. You know, and fire trucks. Because it's not about you anymore. <laughs> no, it's definitely not about me. It is the not. party was about you. That's right. We were just yeah, getting, having that was your party. Getting lit and and doing what we do. You know, I, I saw a video the other day of uh, my boy David getting stone cold stunnered on the uh, patio by the dude dressed up as Stone Cold, and it brought me back. I was like, that's fun. Oh that was fun. Gosh, how much that was fun a good was that? time. You know, that was a when damn. We were young. Yeah, and it was only like four years ago. You know, and now it's like I, I, that's not that's never happening again. So, no. so, so I'll, but I'll tell you, I guess you're not missing much. Okay, so we had a we had a I miss, birthday I miss party that, that actually. started I miss that. at ten ten thirty p.m. We had a birthday party that started at ten thirty p.m. on Saturday. We were out until two a.m. I'm not built for that anymore. Seems fun like, to me. I can't, I can't hang anymore. I was so tired. Well, yeah, I, I mean, recover you're in your thirties with a bad day. Achilles. I mean, with the, a bad Achilles. Right. I mean, the one thing that. <laughs> You You're know, trying to run with the young dogs. Still. The, the, the one thing go. that you can, you know, you you can, 
you're you're you have kids, you don't. You can't stop time, no matter what. That's true. You know what I mean? Are you in your thirties? Yeah, I'm thirty-one. Yeah, I mean, I'm ancient. Yeah, I mean, you, of course you ain't built for that. I mean, what did you think? <laughs> what did you think? Yeah, I mean, of course. Uh, but uh, but no, seriously. Uh, enjoy the uh, the the proceedings. Beetlejuice, yes. Uh, thanks for joining us today on the yeah, show, Jessica. I appreciate. You. We'll talk I, to you I next week. Have... Oh, that's it. Okay, good. No, just... Beetlejuice is gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, I was just, you know, putting it off as long as we could, honestly, uh, because yeah, there's, not, uh, there's nothing fun about this, right? This is brutal. This is pretty bad. Um, in, in terms of the way forward, I mean, the, you have to feel like the, uh, the, the re-acclimation uh, you know, from Santi and Luke will at least help this team to a respectable mark the rest of the way, right? Absolutely. I mean – that is a contributing factor right now. You lost two of your most important bench players. In Luke Kennard, you lost one of the leaders in three-point shooting percentage in the NBA. And in Zanti Aldama, a front court that was already really thin after the Stephen Adams news just became even thinner. And so those were two surprises to miss uh, the first four games of the season. And, and the hope and the expectation is that they come back soon. And, and I don't think it's I don't think it's like grasping at straws to say, okay, you get some reinforcements back because 0-4 just doesn't feel very good. Like I, I really try not to become melodramatic and hyperbolic with it. I know Desmond Bain talked after the loss last night. Like We've had long extended losing streaks before. This one just happens to be at the beginning of the season. But, yes, it happens to be at the beginning of the season, so it feels like a tone setter, whether fair or unfair, and right now this team just has to find a way to go on the road and either get one in Utah on Wednesday night or one or two of the ones in Portland on Friday and Sunday and at least show, hey, we can, we can win games because right now we, just, we haven't seen that. You know, John and I were discussing it. Yeah, we can go down the list in terms of, of what they don't have, and, and you're right, on you know, not having Santi and had mentioned that in Kennard right now, it just absolutely kills you. But you just, it just underscores, too, watching last night, you just hope that John ja Morant watching this gets it right. That 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 if the, if nothing else, that these losses, this start, you know, it's not like previous years, bud, where you know you had Tyus Jones a couple years ago. You're 20 and five. Hey, you can tell everybody, oh, they're good without me. We look how deep we are. I mean, it just you know his, his absence is the biggest contributor. It feels like to all of this, and and maybe the thing we're talking least about just just because we did Jessica. You know, so much leading mm-hmm. up to this, and oh, Jai's got to understand this. But it's the it's the biggest reason why we're here. And it feels like you know, Laravia and guys who aren't ready and may never be, but aren't right now, are taking all this heat. When when the the person that probably should be taking the most heat clearly still is Ja Morant. And I think it's because we had a general sense, like we went through the the grieving period yep. of not having Ja for twenty five games throughout the off season. And so then it's been the surprise hurdles that have taken right. a significant of the like attention span, but you're right. And I mean, even in a game like last night where you're facing the Dallas Mavericks, you have Luka Doncic on the court, who is a top, I'll put him top five player in the world right now. And you see, even though sure, you can point out the bench differential of 39 to 13 being the difference there. No, they have Luca, And at any given moment, Luca can do what he did at the end of that first half where he rattles off three straight threes. Nobody can stop him, no matter how good of defense you're playing. Disregard the fact that the Grizzlies' perimeter defense has been uh, questionable up through this point. Um, but when you have a player like Luca, you always have a chance to win. When you have a player like John Morant, you always have a chance to win. And so maybe you're not 
4-0 and with Jaw on the court right now, but certainly you would like to think that you're not losing to a team like the Wizards who got absolutely destroyed last night yep. by the Celtics, and maybe you're flirting more with a win you know, against the Nuggets or more competitive opening night against the Pelicans and a situation like last night. He's just so important for this team, which is why you also can't get too – like I'm not for ignoring an 0-4 start. It's a reality, and, and the bigger hole – you're in by the time Jock comes back, uh, the more you have to dig out. But he is coming back, and now we're at 21 games left, and that's going to be such an instant boost, especially on the offensive end for this team. And so that is something to, to look forward to. But you're right, in the interim, like this is a direct consequence. We talk a lot about ad nauseum about actions have consequences. Well, here it is. This is 100%. a team that has now been left uh, to try and fend and scrap and figure things out while their star misses these first 25 games. Yeah, I mean, I'm hopeful that, uh, you know, you, you you sort of watch it like Bird Box uh, and and you never, uh, you know, put yourself in ah! that. Yeah, you, you know. Are you holding those, holding those eyes open? Holding Jaws' eyes open. <laughs> Look at it! It's another Xavier Tillman three! Look at it! You know, I mean, or, or a, you know, Derrick Rose shot attempt, whatever. I mean, whatever the case may be, you know, I, I think it's one of those things where it's like, okay, because – because you get used to a certain way of life, right? You, you you get used to the twenty and five. You get used to whatever the record was last year, and and you understand like rosters in the NBA change, you know, instantly. They change all the time. And again, I obviously Ja was not thinking about that when he was making the decisions that he made. But you just hope that you know now seeing it, you know that there, there's two parts of this. One is that now seeing it, you know, I can't afford to do this ever again for my team. And B like the conversations anybody ever had about this team being better when John Morant didn't play. How stupid those look in retrospect, huh? Yeah, well, and it's just, it's so different. Like, you just played a team who now has Tyus Jones as their starting point guard. Tyus Jones is a starting point guard in the NBA, period. And now he's had the opportunity to show that. So you had that as a luxury that was always a contributing factor to, oh, whoopsie D, like, jaws out tonight? Okay, well, let's just, Turn the reins over to Tyus Jones. He's steady. He has one of the best assist-to-turnover ratios in the league. He's going to be okay. And that next-man-up mentality obviously has hit a bit of a wall at this point because eventually all the next-men-up either are in new locations um, and we're in more of a development state with some of the younger guys on this roster, whether it be a, like a Jake Larabia who really struggled last night and only played six minutes, or David Roddy who continues to try to figure out his place within the rotation. And so it's just a different – a different cast of characters, a different state where they all are at. And then on top of that, everyone's playing out of position. Like yep. Marcus Smart is playing out of position. That leads Desmond Bain to sometimes having to play out of position. You have Jaron Jackson Jr., who, yes, gets to continue to play at the four, but without Steven Adams, it's different. Xavier Tillman Sr., that's why he's taking five threes last night. It's why he's taking more threes this season. Everything is just discombobulated, and it's lent itself to this a sense of instability with the team right now. I, I really do believe that they will figure it out, and this will feel like one of the worst moments of the season, but like, it feels bad. I can't sit here and try to paint it into something that it's not. Uh, we'll get the first college football playoff ranking tonight. I'm curious, who do you think it'll be by the time we roll around to the end of it? Your four, Ooh. Jessica Benson. By the end of it. You know, you guys gave me some some pushback when I included the Washington Huskies in my way too early Final Four. You sure did. Uh, I, to be honest, when it comes to the Pac-12, this is the part of the year where everyone starts eating each other. It would not surprise me if USC, and I'm not saying this because I have any belief in USC whatsoever, 
uh, but it would be so very Pac-12 for them to sure would beat be. UW. And I, and I truly do think Oregon is actually the best team in the Pac-12. And thus, I am going to put Oregon in my Final Four. And that sounds stressful, but we're going to go with it. Uh, I think Georgia at this point feels very firm in their positioning. Michigan sign stealing doesn't affect to me it's not going to affect this year right like there's been some conversation of will that affect especially the the opening night rankings when we get them tonight and i will remind everyone it is a tv show like the ranking show is made to be dramatic so maybe it plays into the conversation but i still think you look at the college football landscape this season and it's georgia michigan as the two for sure i'll go ahead and throw oregon in there and then i hate to say i'm just going to put alabama I'm going to put a Georgia-Alabama SEC championship game, and both of them make their way into the college football playoff. It just feels how it always goes. I love that. I don't really believe in the Big 12 anymore. So Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think – What was out? Florida State was gone. Mike Norvell cries when he hears this. I just – I still struggle. And and that might come back to bite me too. I've been more fixated – to be fair, my ACC fixation has been very much on the sad winding tale of Clemson and Dabo yeah. Sweeney and his five-minute rant yesterday. So that was a, an overlook on my side. Florida State's right in there, too. So whether it be Alabama or Florida State. But I really do like Georgia, Michigan, and uh, Oregon to be my, my three that I feel a little more confident on. What did you I, – I, I, maybe you haven't heard it, but I'll ask you anyway. Have you heard the uh, the, the radio call-in from, uh, from Dabo <laughs> and Clemson? Yeah. What did you yes. What did you make of uh, that, Jessica? Whose side, who side you on, Jessica? Okay, so I'm consuming this while watching the sad Grizzlies last night, and I was trying to find other people who were having it worse than Grizzlies fans collectively, mm. uh, Raiders fans, Jimmy Garoppolo fans by nature. Um, and then I thought, oh, Dabba Sweeney seems to be having a tough night. I read his comments first, and in my brain – I said, oh, here he goes again. Like, why is this two-time championship-winning coach going off on a random fan? And then I went back and listened to the whole two minutes and 28-second question from Tyler from Spartanburg. And I can't believe I'm saying this. Good for Dabo. (laughs) Tyler did go on way too long. Tyler went way off. And I saw Dabo did his press conference today with the media, and he seemed to actually have like decent sense of humor about it. Um, and he said, you know, he went Old Testament, and so I had to answer with Old Testament. And I was like, ah, Dabba Sweeney's going to Dabba Sweeney's through and through. But I That's think right. in this case, we were quick we were quick to side against Dabba Sweeney, um, and Tyler was a little out of pocket. You can't just say anything. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't even. I didn't hear his part of the thing at all. How he must, Dude, it, and it goes on. She said it's two and. and I thought it was longer than two, two and a half minutes, half. Jessica. But to her point, two and, it was and two and a half minutes. It felt longer than that. His his. We cut it and ran point. it in its entirety on the show this morning, and CJ was like, "How long is this?" I think they let him go on. Yeah. <laughs> can that, you can you explain to our listeners, Jessica, what going Old Testament means? No, I cannot. <laughs> okay. I am. Uh, I am not a uh, a biblical. Uh, expert. In fact, I could I could use a, a refresher course. I'm watching a show right now on Netflix called Midnight Mass. Oh, that's a uh, great has, show. I'm so excited about. It. I just watched Follow the House of Usher, and so I'm going into this. I can't think of the man's name right now, but he he created Follow the House of Usher. He did Midnight Mass. Uh, he did Haunting of Hill House, 
And so I'm trying to dive into all his stuff. But Midnight Mass reminded me that I could I could use a little refresher. Because you're living a secular you're living a secular life. Midnight Mass I watched when I had COVID. <laughs> I knocked it all out that time. I like oh. when I had like this was like the real COVID back in like 2021. You know what I'm saying? Like ah. not the 2023 stuff. But uh, well, I, wait, 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 wait! I had 2023 COVID and it was miserable. Built different. It, 2023 COVID ain't the same, bro. Okay. I mean, it just ain't. I, I mean, it was. It, 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 it maybe it maybe it is, but I don't know. 2021 felt like it was. I mean, that was like I was like having like uh, symptoms that like evolved and got worse. And oh man, that was the weirdest. But I was I was watching Midnight Mass and uh and and it stuck. It, it was it stuck with me. Like I don't know why necessarily because it's a. You know, well, there have you you haven't started it yet fully, or you have? I'm two episodes. I'm two episodes in. Yeah, so I mean, like the themes with the you know addiction and all these things. Like I I I don't know. I thought it was a it was a lot bigger than just a a scary show. You know what I mean? Like there was oh, a lot yeah. of theming in there. And that's exactly how like Follow the House of Usher. Have you watched Follow the House of Usher? Either of you? Not no. yet. No, not yet. I, oh. I've seen advertisements for it though. It's so good. Like it was, it got me out. I was in a bit of a TV funk. Nothing had quite grabbed. Once it's sports season, it's so hard to get all consumed by a TV show because you're just so busy all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this show had me trying to watch episodes in the middle of the day. I would like park in the parking lot on my way to something and watch a part of an episode. But it's all based on Edgar Allan Poe poems and short stories. And it's just really smart and, and similar to what I assume Midnight Mass is something that just sticks with you with themes of death and religion and community. Um, all very interesting. So if you're looking to get away from yes. the Memphis Grizzlies 0 and 4 start, Absolutely. may I suggest follow the House of Usher. Well, yeah, I think Bally is making that choice for us. I, I I I gathered that last night that Bally was saving oh. you from the uh from the scenes last night. So I know everyone was complaining and I was like, Your eyes were shielded. Yeah. You didn't just, have to bird box watch. That's see? There you go. Exactly. Look at the bright side. Jessica, you're the best. Thank Thanks you, as Jessica. always. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Happy yep. Halloween. Bye. Yep. She is Jessica Happy Halloween. Benson. Uh, host of the Jessica Benson Show with CJ Hurt on Grind City Media. Uh, 31 and 15, last two seasons without jobs. 20 and 5, 11 and 10. Yeah. It ain't that no more, buddy. Uh-huh. It ain't that no more. Um, yeah, I will say, like, it is It is uh, ridiculously hard to watch the NBA. It just is. Well, it's hard when your team's one of the two winless teams left. Well, I, I just, harder. I just mean in terms of, like, the access of it, bro. Like, no, what happened with I didn't I didn't hear the story on what happened with Bally. So Bally had an outage last night. The Bally Sports, I assume the app had the had the uh had an outage last night. So unless you have, you know, the cable package that has yes. Bally, which it, more and more people increasingly do not have, as we know, you were out. You could not watch the Grizzlies. How, last how night. long was the outage? How long were people complaining? I, I, that, that I don't know. Um Y'all wanna see this mess? I mean see this I, you know, yeah. mess. I mean, I, I see a lot of fans say how proud they are of the effort, man. I mean, you know, I, I remember the – it just reminds me of those preseason games was I here talking about how great but, he was. But back to your access question about the NBA, you were yeah, saying. Yeah, so, like, you can't – so you only have so many national television games. Then, you know, HBO Max has a couple games this year. I didn't know that. I yeah. didn't realize that. So then Certainly you have to have really HBO Max. Then you have to have your local – RSN that carries every home I, game. I, that's why I got ballots. That's my RSN. Then you know you have to you know all you know you, and so you have four different things you yeah. have to have just to watch a season of NBA. I don't know why they make it so hard. It, it is. I mean, Bally's is the to have Bally's was the reason I switched over to Direct TV Stream. I right. mean, it's the reason I made right. that choice. So, yeah. To your point about how it dictates what we're doing, I would yeah. not be with DTV Stream if not for the fact that the YouTube TV didn't have Bally's. Exactly right. Like, and that is still the case. Right, you're, you're 
still gets you do the app, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't have I have YouTube TV used to have it when we signed up and then they lost it because it was too expensive. That's what happens that these streaming services don't care like Hulu Live, YouTube TV, uh etc. They don't pay for uh the RSN. Right. And guess what happens? So people pay, people talk, you know, have Uverse or Xfinity or whatever or DirecTV and guess what they do? They complain about their bill. They say my bill is so high. I'm paying X, Y, and Z and you're paying because you're paying for those licensing, those rights fees. So it's just this never-ending cycle of, I don't want to pay for this, so I'm switching to something else that's cheaper. And the reason it's cheaper is because it don't have that. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's just, there's really, you know, and it's a lot of it is the NBA, man. A lot of it is that. Um, you know, and it's tough when you're in the market. It would, it would be, it's, it's easy to be a Grizzlies fan and watch the NBA when you live somewhere else. Like if you lived in, uh, you know, Gastonia. That's not supposed to be like that. You could just pull up League Pass. Yeah. Um, it was Proverbs 16 and 18, I think he mentioned, too, that the young, the, the kid that Dabo called you smart-ass kid. Right. Said, I know you're a man of faith, and brought up the Proverbs 16 18, you know, you know, pride comes before the destruction. Uh-huh. And did that in the two-and-a-half-minute question. Yes. I didn't hear the and, question. And by the end of I mean, we could play a, a part of it later, but it's it, you would never hear a radio show allow the caller to go that long. Right, right, right. And for Dabo to only, you know, as defensive as he got, the, the, the most defensive he got was calling the little kid a little smart-ass kid because I think the kid had said, I've been in the military, everything else. It's worth listening to part of it. It was in – Jeff played it this morning. That's where I heard it. Gotcha. Um but Dabo got real defensive. Most are taking his side because, again, you never hear a caller go in like, he said, you changed after 2018, after the championship. Oh, you so know, it, basically, was, it was personal. Ba- yeah, I mean, the kid told him, you've changed. He basically said, you can't you can't call me just some other fan. We've been uh, rooting for Clemson for generations, my family. We go back. Gotcha. You, you're, you've, you won that championship, and you've gotten soft is essentially what he's saying. Uh, I mean, you got so too, I mean, you I got think too that high on your horse. And very so important it became, context. It, it, became an, it became almost a personal attack rather yeah. than a question, well, that, which yeah. was – how are we four and four, whatever it is, you're making $11 million, second highest paid coach in the country. But he went into how you've changed and everything else. And you never hear a, a, a radio show let a caller go on that long. Right. And so for, coach for, for, for Dabo right. just coach. not to go crazy was, was well, I, again, some self-control involved there. Well, so I'm glad, so, you, I'm he, glad you said he that. He called because... him a smart-ass kid, which is about as, as, as nasty as he got because well, otherwise yeah. he's – I thought he was pretty reserved in terms of keeping his cool. The kid was basically accusing him of you didn't got you won championships, got too high on your horse, and now you you didn't got soft, and you're being paid too much money. I mean, he was coming after everything that he was, so, including his faith. Man, pointing out to him that hey, you forgetting this part. I'm I'm glad you said that because so that's why uh, a lot of people are taking Dabo side. Yeah, like I, all I heard was there's a clip out there that just has Dabo. Right, of course. If you don't hear the the, the way the kid was coming at him, then so it I, just looks like Dabo going off right. on fans again, trying to oh your fans just don't get it. You get that, you know, that's the narrative. But right. you, have to, you have to hear what you know the way this kid was sort of questioning every bit of him. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, maybe we should get it. We should. Uh, uh, oh yeah, it's it's worth a listen. You can't I, get anything past Jeff you, at nine a.m. But I mean, we could certainly go it. You back won't into believe it. how long they let the kid go on before Dabo responds. Yeah, I think that was the. It's like wow, whoa. Yeah, we don't need any of that here in Memphis. We don't need so that. so much so that some thought it was a plant. Uh huh. 
that the kid was a plant, yeah. so Dabo could get this off his chest. Because where do where do they let a, a caller go on this long? Right, and kind of because you know, Dabo was like undress uh, a guy like this. It, won, right, won what two championships seven years? Because Dabo was like we we well, this program won nothing until we showed up. Basically, you know he was he, well, he was yeah. Nick said you just know Nick Saban would not have let a caller keep on going on like that before butting yeah. in much earlier, and that's what was so odd about it. Yeah, well, well, maybe we'll uh, get that and, uh, and and take a listen uh, a little bit later in the show. We'll come back with the rundown. Trust the cricket, 125. Stick around. Jason and John, are you trying to film ESPN? Hey, it's Jeff Calkins. Listen Thursday for Writer Than Right Trivia around 1030 with Jeffrey Wright on my show to win tickets to see Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top at the Landers Center in March. Plus, right now, a bonus chance to win tickets at our website, 929ESPN.com. Skinner tickets with us on the Jeff Calkins Show this Thursday at 1030 on 92.9 FM ESPN. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 